0: This is Dr. Jonathan and
1: I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you all to the warning program. Wherever you're watching or listening, in the United States or around the world, welcome. My special guest again today is Isaac Hurd. This is actually a continuation from a program we did yesterday. And we're talking about his journey through football. His journey, how did he become a professional quarterback? I've known Isaac since I preached in Hawaii many, many years in a row, and I knew him when he was still in, in high school, public school, and uh, then he went on to college, and then he went on to professional football. Now, yesterday, he summarized it up a little bit, how he got to the professional level, and that's where we're picking up today. In uh, high school, he actually was a starting quarterback when he graduated, took him into the playoffs, had a run there, became the most valuable player offensively of the year. And then he went into college, five years, and they changed him to another position. And then, after graduating from college, he made it on the professional level at quarterback. But uh, Isaac, welcome back to the Warning Program.
2: Thank you. I'm glad to be back.
1: So, why don't you just tell the audience, in case they just tuned in, if they missed yesterday, uh, where you played your your. Well, you could name the high school you played at. Then you played five years in college, and you played. Uh, I believe it was ro- wide receiver there. Correct.
2: Slot receiver, yes, sir.
1: Yeah, and then and now, you moved on to the professional level. So. Isaac, go ahead and, and just a very short summary, and, and we'll get into how you use biblical principles. You did not give up, and you finally played quarterback, what you always dreamed, what you wanted to do,
2: and you finally did it. Yes, sir. So I went to James Campbell High School on uh, the island of Oahu in Hawaii. Uh, played there four years, uh, like you said, um, Then I went on to Southern Oregon University, uh, played there for five years, went in as a a quarterback, recruited as a quarterback. Um, My second year in, they switched me to slot receiver. It was at that position where I finished uh, the next four years at slot receiver. And then finishing college, uh, went to my first combine as a receiver, and then had some confirmations that I needed to go back to quarterback if I was going to pursue uh, the professional level. Okay.
1: And so you graduated from from college. And uh, tell us again, uh, how did you make make
2: starting quarterback? What was your first team? Um, So my first team was uh, the Idaho Horsemen. So prior to me uh, making it pro, um, I had had some talks with some people who were asking me what I was doing prof- uh, professionally. They knew I was pursuing it. But um, every time I would tell people I, I was pursuing a receiver, they would ask me why, you know, because they known me as a quarterback my whole life. So what I actually uh, made the turn was when uh, I talked with my marriage counselor, uh, Leo Boji. Um, about my experiences and and things like that. And he told me basically that if I was gonna pursue the professional level, it needed to be where my passion was and where my gift was. And I was obviously quarterback. So following that, I uh, began to train as a quarterback. Uh, Guy got me in contact with uh, my QB coach who helped me to prepare. We prepared for about five months, five to six months. I went to my first uh, professional combine as a quarterback, did well for the time, Uh, you know, not playing quarterback for the the last, you know, five or so years, six years, I did pretty well. Um, So following that combine, I continued to train, continued to post um, my content on social media until eventually uh, my first team, the Idaho Horsemen, uh, reached out to me. To come play uh, for them, so within a week, uh, within a week's time, I flew down and and had my first my first season at the professional level as a quarterback.
1: Wow! And so you played then the first season as a quarterback. What what mm-hmm. was the record there?
2: So I was with the Idaho Horsemen for only three games. Um, we had let's see, we uh, were, what was our record? We were, we had won our first game, I believe, won our second game, and lost, no, we lost our first game, won our second game, and lost our third game, but um, this was my first time playing, you know, professionally or or competitively at quarterback in a while, so it took a little bit of, you know, some time to get back in, in the QB mode and You know, I had to uh, compete for the starting job there as well. Um, So it was three games into that season when my next team, um, a team called the Bay Area Panthers in the IFL, uh, a higher arena football league, contacted me and the head coach basically told me that he wants me to come and and, uh, play for them and compete for them. So within a day's time, he told me he needed us there the next day. So we drove down the next morning uh, from Idaho to California and I began my my uh, season with them there, I believe, five or six games into the season at that point.
1: Okay, so in mid-season, you advanced to a, a higher-level professional team. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay, and so... Did you finish the season with this, This uh, what was the name of the team?
2: Bay Area Panthers.
1: Did you finish the season with them?
2: I did finish the season with them. Okay. Um, so how but, was the year? Uh, the year as a team, so granted this was this team's first year in that league. They had revamped their program, um, got all new coaches, a new uh, new players so it was our startup year there when i got into the team i believe that i believe the record was one and five or one and four they had only won one game um so my mentality when i came in was to, you know hopefully be able to come in and and make a difference and and help the team um bounce back uh, and start getting some wins so I believe I didn't get my – I didn't get a chance to get in the game until two or three games or until the third game with me being with the team. And on my first drive of that game, three games in uh, – three plays in, excuse me, I had to end up uh, injuring my ankle. I had a couple guys fall on my ankle on the arena wall. So with that injury, uh ended up putting me out another – Eight or so weeks. Oh my! Before, yeah, before I was able to get back on the field again uh, towards the ending of the season. Wow!
1: So now, was that your last year? That
2: was last year, twenty twenty two. So now you're going to start another year. Yes, sir. I'm going to start another year. To end that last season, although I did get hurt, um, I God challenged me to continue to trust Him to trust his plan. Cause I knew that he wouldn't send me there, you know, you know, just to, for that to happen and then for that to be it. So, uh, you know, it's not all sad. At, at the end, I ended up coming back with three games left. I won over the starting position, my first game back. And with two games left, I was able to start. We were able to have some solid games and, and, and I was able to put, you know, by God's mercy and grace, I was able to put some some pretty good film together uh, towards the end uh, or to end the season. So it wasn't all bad. It was great.
1: Okay. So now, how does that go into the next year? Are you signed a contract for next year or what?
2: I'm not currently signed anywhere right now following that season, uh, 2022 uh because our team you know didn't have the outcome we uh we wanted we ended the season 1 and 15 1 win 15 losses uh so naturally um the head office you know wanted to to make a change so uh they released the head coach many of the coaches and released uh, i'd say most of the players from that year uh, including myself so since then uh just been training uh and continue, continuing to uh, be prepared for my next opportunity. So, for right now, uh, that opportunity looks like it's going to be a combine, a pro combine coming up on the 22nd of April, in which uh, I will be tested on my, my throwing abilities and uh, movement abilities. And that film from the testing will be sent out to all the major leagues that the combine works with the NFL, the CFL, XFL, USFL, and such. So it's a great opportunity.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening, watching the warning program. For the second day I have had on the program, Isaac Hurd, his journey from high school, college to professional football, all of it playing football and how he started off in high school as a quarterback his senior year, uh, starter, most valuable player, award uh, into the playoffs, and then into college and uh, changing position as a senior, making starter. And then at the end, going professional, holding on to his dream, never giving up, making quarterback. Along the process, I think, If you've listened to the program the last few days, I used the word the champion's heart. I preached a sermon on the champion's heart. And uh, Paul said, I fought a good fight. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. And so Isaac has used these principles that he learned from his growing up, from his father who was a pastor and uh, where he doesn't give up. Uh, where he fights a good fight and he finishes the race and he looks ahead to the future, to the promised land, to receive his goal, his crown, so to speak, and his dream of playing quarterback. So, Isaac, uh, once again, your dream is to be quarterback,
2: correct? Yes, sir.
1: Along the way, as I've shared what are some of the spiritual principles you had to really hold on to?
2: Uh, there were quite a few. Um, you know, I always tell people when I share this that, you know, there are certain scriptures that my my dad, uh, Eric Hurd, would enforce. Well, not enforce, but, you know, he would reinforce through repetition. You know, when we're going through trials, he would bring up these scriptures and um, he would remind us to, to rely on God's word and his promises So there are scriptures like um, Proverbs 3.5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not in your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge God and He will direct your paths. Um, Also, Philippians 4 talks about not being anxious, but relying on God and and His peace that surpasses all understanding. Uh, Scriptures like um, Matthew 5.16, um, that tells us to, to let our light shine so that others can see it and, and God can be glorified. So I was constantly having to remind myself of these scriptures and to meditate on them um, in order to be encouraged, in order to uh, continue to keep going. Because uh, the road did get hard. You know, the enemy would come and tempt my mind, try to cause me to doubt, and at times I would. But God, He would pick me up. He would encourage me. He always knew how to encourage me. To send people, you know, when I'm at the park working out, send people to come encourage me, to allow me to come across sermons and and teachings that you know were just what I needed to encourage me to keep going and to trust in His faithfulness, um, because He has ne- never failed us. He's never failed me, and and I know that He will never fail me. So relying on this faithfulness is, is what was is what brought me through and, and what's bringing me through and allowing me to continue to pursue this not and not just settle you know for what I've I've already accomplished but to continue to reach higher because I, I want to go as high as I can in this sport this is my passion but not just my passion to play but this is my uh, this is my ministry so to speak this is my platform in which I'm able to tell others about Jesus and his faithfulness and lead others to Christ. So that's the, that's the goal. That's the mission. And, and my dream has always been to be on the, on the big stage, maybe even a, if God, if the Lord wills, maybe even a Super Bowl. you know, to be on that stage and, you know, at the end of the day to be able to proclaim uh, Christ um, so that others would be blessed and, and come to know him. So that's the mission. That's the goal.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to The Warning Program. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. Special guest has been Isaac Hurd. He was with me today. He was with me yesterday. This is actually a part two. And we're talking about his journey through high school, college, and on to professional football. And how he never gave up. Still, he's not giving up. He's not finished yet. He wants to go higher. And uh, if we don't have, the Bible says without a vision, people perish. Many people, I've used the term, they're afraid to go on. They're afraid to keep trying or to even try. there I would I'm convinced there'd be many more people. Even the Olympics that would win gold, but some of them give up because of fear, intimidation. Some of them get discouraged. Some of them get tired training. And so they give up. They don't become the champion. And so, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this warning program, if you did not hear or see the first program with Isaac Hurd, please go to my website, www.worldministries.org www.worldministries.org, click on, and on the top of that website, you'll see television, radio, click on that. It'll take you to our pages, and you can watch or listen. And you want to watch this program as well as yesterday's program, because it has many stories of the progression of how he continued to move on without quitting. Now, if you ever have tried professional sports or even high school and collegiate sports, you're tempted to quit. And so uh, say you played high school and uh, you had some setbacks. Well, you might be tempted to even quit high school, not yet move on and pursue college and then move on and pursue a professional career. So there's a lot of lessons to learn. So Isaac, if there are people out there listening right now who are in sports, want to be in sports, what
2: would you tell them? I would tell them what I often tell young boys I work with is, you know, I could give them the the motivational speech. I could give them, you know, some good advice, but you know, the world does that too. So in order to be separate, you know, what, what takes us the extra mile? That's, that's God. That's the word of God. So I would tell them to be established on the word to learn how to do it early because they're going to need to hold on to God's faithful promises, not just in their sport, not just in their endeavors um, while they're young, but they're going to need it even past uh, their sport, even past, uh, you know, what they're going through now. They're going to need it as adults and, and into, you know, uh, later on in life. So learning how to be established on the word for yourself and, and memorize the word, meditate on it, That is the, you know, one of the greatest ways to hold on to our faith in God and and what he said for us, because um, going to church, you know, sometimes you are able to hear the word. But when you leave, you know, sometimes the the trials and things of life and how hard things can seem to be can drown out the word. So constant repetition going out throughout your day and being encouraged by the word and, and God's presence and communication and communion with him is what it takes, no less. So, And being, being focused on that and not on the distractions of the world.
1: Sounds like, Isaac, you had a champion's heart. Yes, sir. So I hope you've been encouraged, people out there, whether it's sports or anything else, you never give up. You never give up. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org. www.worldministries.org. I encourage you to listen to this program, watch it, as well as the one we did yesterday, that today is part two. And we're talking about the journey that Isaac Heard took from high school, college, and on to professional football. And I taught a sermon several weeks ago. You can find it on the website, www.worldministries.org, The Champion's Heart. Point number one, I fought a good fight. Point number two, I finished the race. And point number three, I have kept the faith. That's what you have to do in life as a soldier of Jesus Christ and you use the same principles in the word of God to succeed in life, to succeed in any endeavor you try. Not only your Christian walk with the Lord, but any endeavor. Have a champion's heart and the Lord wants you in everything you do to be a champion, to make you victorious. Isaac Thank you for being on the warning program.
2: Yes, sir. I'm glad to be here.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we need a champion's heart to take back America. America is coming apart right now. A promo on the science of judgment. You need to order that book because it tells you exactly what's going on and how we can stop this insanity. Eagle Saving Nations. Go to my website, www worldministries.org, and join Eagle Saving Nations. We need to get into the NFL stadiums, NBA stadiums, the civic centers. We need Pentecost once again to come upon the believer so they can go out, no more with fear and intimidation, but boldly to speak the truth. Truth takes away deception. Prayer brings conviction. We need to take back America with warriors, with champions. God bless you.
3: Rev. Dr. Jonathan Hansen has written a book titled, The Science of Judgment. God is predictable. There is a scientific pattern for the rise and fall of nations throughout history. We need to understand the laws, or the rules of design, regarding prophecy and judgment. When it comes to the laws of judgment and prophecy, denominational or personal belief systems have nothing to do with the reality or the certainty of the rule of judgment. Dr. Hansen's objective is to warn leaders of nations of the second coming of Jesus Christ and the plagues or judgments that are coming upon these peoples and nations that reject Jesus Christ as Savior according to the scriptures. Dr. Ronald E. Cottle, founder and president of Christian Life School of Theology, states that this book is a must-read for Christians and other leaders in the United States and in other nations. It is clear, powerful, and well-reasoned. We all owe a debt of gratitude to Dr. Jonathan Hansen for the years that have gone into the research and writing of The Science of Judgment. This book has more than 300 pages, divided up in five sections. Part 1, The Science of Judgment, has chapters titled such as The Laws Regarding Prophecy and Judgment Patterns of Apostasy Purpose of Chastisement Standards for Justice and Mercy God Forgives When People Repent God Holds Nations Responsible for What Leaders Do Parental Responsibility The Feasts of the Lord Solomon's Transgressions and Their Consequences Righteous Kings versus Evil Kings Example of King Jehoshaphat Ungodly Alliances God is Predictable God holds people accountable Man can turn into an intelligent beast to do evil. Section 2, The Deception of the Theory of Evolution, has chapters titled as Problems with the Theory of Evolution Evolution and Racism Darwin's hatred of Christianity and its fruit. Section three, why must there be judgment? Has titles such as, the fall of America and her destruction, cult Christianity, radical liberal politics. Section four, kings, dictators and presidents with the following chapters listed as, people choose their nation's leaders, qualifications for godly leadership. Romans 13, delegated authority. Satan is in charge of this world, not Jesus. If laws violate conscience, we must disobey. Finally, part five, so what must we do? These chapters are listed as, we are in a cultural war, our responsibility to a hostile government, the Christian's science of judgment. With turmoil ever increasing throughout the nations as Bible prophecy is coming to life right before our very eyes, one must read the science of judgment to have a clear understanding of these events and the reasons why. Call 360-629-5248 360-629-5248 that is 360-629-5248 and request your copy of The Science of Judgment for a donation of $35 or more plus shipping and handling. Thank you and Shalom.